This is Shift Run Stop, a fun podcast about games and cultural stuff and comedy and interviews. Stuff. When I hear on, on the radio that they've recorded an interview in a cafe or on a podcast, and it's really, really noisy. It really annoys me. There's no, there's no excuse for that in this day and age. There's no excuse and, for that. And here we are. There's absolutely no excuse for background noise. Well, here we are. It's uh, it's shift from the start. It's 2017. I know it's almost finished now. We've managed a whole year. If we do this for another two years, we will literally have our 10-year anniversary. I feel like next year we should make the Christmas special really good. <laughs> Try and make it a real massive big deal to make people look forward to it. Occasionally people do say, um, when are you going to start having guests again and make proper episodes? Normally make it good again. But I think the person who mostly says that is Lee. And Lee kind of is our guest now. He sort of comes in. When he turns up. <laughs> yeah. Takes his sweet time. Well, happy Christmas, Layla. Happy Christmas to you. Are you all ready for Christmas, as they say? The, I never the really goose know what is stuffed. Is it? <laughs> Have you got a goose? I can imagine you might have a goose. You're the sort of person who might have a goose. Something. It's been a while. I did have a goose many years ago. Um, and it is a fatty bird. Mm. Christmas is coming, the goose is, get, is getting fat. Yeah. It is a fatty bird, the goose. You is that, is that a good of, thing? Or? Oh, I love it, yeah. Right. You want to have a lot of um, roast potatoes to soak up all the goose right. fat. Uh, and duck, I did duck one year Yeah. Uh, instead of the traditional turkey. It's exciting. Yeah. What about you? Is there, a, is there a traditional Layla Christmas? No, not at all, no. Um, I always have an advent calendar though, mm-hmm. a, a chocolate one. This year I've got the milky, milky bar one. But have you have you got one? We, could we do have we have a Lego one. advent calendar. Oh, You'll brilliant! Be amazed to hear, That's so good. which Oliver loves. In fact, this morning he woke me up. Uh, he said, "Can we quickly build the thing behind door number five before you go to work?" I said, "Yes, yes." So we'll have to say yes to that. But what I heard about this week was makeup advent calendars. Yes. I wondered whether you'd seen these. I have seen them. Um, I wa- I, weirdly, I watched a review of one that was recommended on YouTube the other day, and um, it was the Primark one, and it's fifteen pounds. So it's not it's not cheap, really. Not I mean, too it's, cheap. It's cheap for 25, 24, 25 pieces of makeup. But um, loads of things in there were so rubbish. Like every sort of tenth one, you get an actual piece of makeup, like right. a lipstick or something. Yeah. But all the others were like a tiny little sort of square of. Um, uh, polythene with some stickers on that were like nail stickers, like the tiniest imaginable stickers. Oh, really? or, a, or a little foam, um, you may not have seen these as you're not a woman, but you can get these, that sort of, it looks like a comb made of foam. To and separate you put your it, toes. Exactly. Yes, I know exactly yes. the thing you mean. I mean, I don't have one, I, I but I, I've, I've heard of this thing. <laughs> um, so that sort of thing, but like a really tiny one, sort of for a child. This sounds um, a bit rubbish. Lame. I heard this week mm. about a £75 makeup advent calendar. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Which apparently, everyone was telling me, was very good value because the makeup contained therein right. would have been worth maybe more like 100 or £200. So right. it was actually quite a good value worth getting makeup, presumably because whoever makes this calendar was wanting you to get hooked. I like that you didn't even take note of No, I don't know. Who <laughs> I don't know whether it was, <laughs> There's some good uh, one out there that's Mac not relevant to or me. one of the other yeah, makers of that. Mac's usually really expensive, so it might. But Body Shop have done one as well, which I, I was. Um, I caught a whiff in my house somewhere yesterday. I caught a whiff that reminded me of how um, if you're female and sort of in your 30s now, then when you were growing up, the smell of Christmas was Body Shop soap. Um, Specifically, 
Jubilee. It's Jubilee and White Musk were yes. the, two, the two tribes. Two tribes. <laughs> I was always a Jubilee boy. Do you, are you sisters? No, you, no, you I just don't. got a brother. No, How a, do you know this day? You're a Jubilee <laughs> boy. Really like the smell of Jubilee. In the same way that I really like the smell of CK1. It's just a, Amazing. It just smells like teenage years to me. So it's like I don't even know you anymore. It's been so long. <laughs> if, uh, I actually got your Jubilee soap if I know. Jubilee and CK1 would go down very well in my house. Yeah, I wore, I wore CK1 out once and it's supposed to be an androgynous yes, fragrance. It's not right. at all. It's very flowery. It's very girly. Shift, run, stop. True or false, Lee Maguire once said on an episode of Shift, run, stop, most of my power is in my legs. That's true. That does sound like the sort of thing I'd say. You said exactly that this time last year. Wow. In relation to <laughs> trampling on a hundred oh, uh, duck-sized horses. Yeah, that was a good question. That was LB Reed, wasn't it? Well I done, LB. Yeah. It's literally over a year since we last met. Uh, yes. And recorded. Uh, it's very nice to be back. Hello, listeners. Yeah, thanks for sticking with us. Well, I mean, we don't know if they have yet. Or, or thanks joining for not us as you. <laughs> If you're a new listener, although iTunes does automatically unsubscribe you, I discover. I think only if you don't download the latest episodes. So what I'm hoping is that by not having put any out, we've got a much higher chance oh, of still being subscribed yeah, by a lot of people. That, that, that's a genius move. <laughs> <laughs> don't get a lot of people unsubscribing to you by just not putting, putting anything, out. anything out. Yeah, brilliant. So uh, as with last year, uh, we've put a, a call out to our loyal. Twitter followers mm. to ask them if they have any questions for us. Yes. So we'll, we'll go through those. I've got some snacks and I think that Layla's got some Christmas quiz action for I us. I have got a Christmas quiz. Uh, obviously no guests because it's our it's our Christmas get together. No. Um, I tried to get I tried to get a snack and then I couldn't get it and the snack was Californian raisin, what are they called? Sunshine raisins or something. They want to come in those little, the little red, red, yeah. red pot, yeah. Because I don't know if you know this, but I saw this thing on Twitter that when you open the box of raisins, it has like a little tiny sort of fortune cookie thing written on it. On the inside and, and of the lid. Yeah, Death is like coming. stamped on. Huh? Death is coming. Yeah, they're all really weird <laughs> and sort of, they're like weird translations. So some of them quite make quite sense a lot of sense. Make quite sense, and, um, <laughs> but some of them, um, yeah, some of them are quite dark and mm. say things like um, always remember to have fear and stuff like that. <laughs> so, um, fear is information, that's right. Fear is information. Wow, I didn't know. I knew that Snapple had uh, <laughs> funny little phrases and jokes on the inside of the lids, and obviously, ice lollies. Oh, I didn't know that the red, uh, the made did. yeah, I couldn't find them in Asda. And then that also reminded me of a tweet that I saw recently of someone pointing out all the different places in the supermarket that sell nuts and why don't they just put all in, all in one place. All and I thought, yeah, I didn't know where to go for raisins. So I went to like the sort of, you know, this confectionery bit and the sort of health food bit. Yes. So it's like a healthy snack. Free from. But they have kind of generic or like Asda bags of raisins, but they don't have the fancy the red ones. Yeah. So if I maybe, can get any... Maybe I'll the nuts not being all in one place is to avoid creating a risk for people who are allergic to nuts. It <laughs> really makes it worse, you can't avoid them. They pop up everywhere. But maybe by keeping the background radiation level of nuts low, by having everything dispersed, you have a, a, a safe threshold rather than everything in one place creates too so, much of So that's like, in order to reduce the risk to epileptics, they put all the flickering lights in one place. <laughs> one place. Yeah, just in one room. Just don't go in aisle seven and you'll be all right. run. Yeah, we did some turbine hall recording once when there was a massive metal sort of horse box thing in the middle of the room and it was pitch black inside and we recorded in there 
and Dave was there. I was not, but Dave you was. Weren't, no. This um, was old old days shift run stop. And I remember Dave saying something like, oh, but doesn't it remind you of the most dangerous animal of all, the giraffe? <laughs> I'm pretty sure that didn't make the cut. <laughs> you may not have said it on record, <laughs> but I definitely remember him saying Right, so we're, yeah, we're in the turbine hall at the illustrious Tate Modern. Shift run stop towers today is the Tate Modern. And uh, have you been here recently, Lee? A couple of months ago, yes. They didn't have swings. I think that's, that's one of the big differences. Swings are new, and that will date this episode quite accurately. So if you're listening to this <laughs> and you remember the swings in the turbine hall, that's what we're witnessing at the moment. There's a larger than usual number of children uh, in the turbine hall, uh, although I suppose it's probably uh, Christmas holidays now, so maybe... Oh, Maybe no, surely, so, not. surely They not. don't have a month off. It's well, not like they look very little. Summer. What are they doing? Why aren't they at school? <laughs> have you become the old man on the bench going, why aren't you little <laughs> children at school? That appears to be the case, Lee. How old yes. is Oliver now? Oliver will be four in a couple of weeks' so time. He's not, he's not school age yet. He's nursery age. Right. So he is, uh, we've just applied to schools, which is oh. the, uh, yeah, that's, that's grown up. Wow. Going through, filling in the form to apply for all your local schools. That's, uh, yeah, that'll make you feel grown up, I tell you. On my way in, I passed a sort of like uh, a school party of very small children who were saying things like, we're in London. And I, and, and, and I went, oh, you know, savour so that. Yeah. Savour that before it just becomes just sort of like a terrible, terrible <laughs> lament. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't take very long either, does it, to convert from that childhood excitement. What yeah. proportion of your life these days is London versus Sheffield, Leila? I was telling you before, I'm a digital curator, so I've got a part-time job at a gallery in Sheffield, but the rest of the time I'm doing freelance things in different places. And uh. usually kind of like, I've, I did some stuff in Derby and I'm doing, I'm doing some stuff in Manchester at the moment, and it's like, it's quite nice. Nothing ever, nothing ever really calls me to London though, apart from shift on stock once a year. Once a year, the annual outing. I'm sure I could come up with some excuses to come down more often. I probably should do, really. I bought some snacks. Yes. It's snack time. Uh, I'm not sure where to start. Let me just rustle a second while I find the right way of beginning this, this segment. It's and maybe... a huge sack of stuff that he's bought. I was hungry when I bought it. Yeah, that's the trouble. They say that, don't they? Never go shopping when you're hungry. Always wait for the hunger to pass. We've got, he's bought a whole box of cutlery. To, uh... So what we're looking at in the turbine hall while they're unpacking is this sort of um, angular orange and grey scaffolding structure with... I think only three swings that seem to seat about three people each. And I, I feel like there aren't enough swings. It's not, it's not playful enough for my liking. It's a, it's a pipe arrangement that looks like your Windows 3.1 screensaver just kicked It does. <laughs> it looks like you should be able to choose what the joints are. Do you remember occasionally you'd get a teapot? That was the, uh, the Easter egg in the pipes screensaver was just occasionally, <laughs> instead of a bulbous join on the... Uh, on the Oh, pipes, right. you get a little teapot because that is the traditional 3D rendering. Yes. It's like a Yan Vibes um, animation from the uh, the early RISCOS computers. You are a digital curator, aren't you? You know all about your different internet histories. Right, I'm going to uh, give you the first of our, of our M&S treats today. Now, you'll notice a lot of this uh, is themed around Christmas. Right. What I did uh, was went to M&S and I bought all the things that I could that looked Christmassy yeah. on an empty stomach. And um, this festive trio is three small rolls uh, as in sausage roll type mm. confection one with turkey bacon and cranberry one which is a three bird roast with bacon and one which is caramelized onion and goat cheese so that's okay. exciting who knows wow. which one's going to be which but we'll just i would suspect that's got a, either a feather or a leaf on it oh clever so that means it's either oh. a bird or it's, oh, um, it's <laughs> 
<laughs> Could be. So I'm going to try cutting these. It's um, like three sort of, uh, a bit bigger than a, than a sort of party sausage roll. Probably two or three times the size. Thirds may be optimistic here. I think I'm, I maybe should have gone for halves. Um, Might have been more structurally <laughs> more He's cutting onto his leg. <laughs> no, <laughs> there is cardboard. Okay, this one. I, yeah. I'll just, I'll oh just cut that. You give that one. <laughs> <laughs> that one. There we go. So I've do help yourself to the, the first one so at least. So which one do you think is the vegetarian this, one? Oh, do you want the, <laughs> this one? This one looks like it's got meat in it. I might pass on this. I don't think any of them are veggie. Look at them. That one they might be vegetarian. You really? Let's just let's just this one. Look how brown and pink it is inside. Are they all meat? They might. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm afraid, Layla. None of these <laughs> taste vegetarian to me. So obviously, the real reason I bought this was because I was quite peckish. Yeah. So I um. I've supplemented You're my lunch. You're sharing your lunch with us today. <laughs> Would you like a bit more? I haven't eaten today apart from that. Oh, Just in preparation. Dig in. Well, I don't know how far this, so is, going go how far <laughs> this is going down. <laughs> okay, next up. Not very vegetarian. Okay. Crackling crisps <laughs> with an apple, cider and rosemary dip. And these crisps, it doesn't explicitly say so on the front of the packaging. But if they're not made of pigs, I'd be very surprised. No, they, they look be, like... It would be full sabotaging. They do, yeah. Pork crackling crisps, it yeah. says on the back. Brown, sort of bubbling discs. Are, oh. there, are there other cracklings? Are presumably, there lesser cracklings? <laughs> presumably other animals that share... Oh, I wonder what human skin does if you, if you bake it <laughs> why is it? Why is it that your mind immediately goes to human when you're looking for <laughs> alternatives to pig meat? The other white meat. You, you pop that one open for me, Lee. So, Leila, you're uh, vegetarian, isn't it? Yes. Does it extend to the skin of the pig? Skin? <laughs> um, no, skin is, in my view, one of the meats. <laughs> it's an you, animal product. Have you ever listened to um, the podcast The Beef and Dairy Network? Uh, funnily enough, no. You might really enjoy it. It's really good. Is it a vegetarian podcast? It's, it doesn't um, sound like it is. <laughs> it's, it's done in character. It's not actually a podcast for the beef and dairy industry, but it mm. purports to be, and it's all done in absolute deadpan, and right. it's really, really funny. Okay. I think you'd right. enjoy it. Okay. Oh! <laughs> you seem startled. <laughs> it's nicer than any crackling I've ever had. It's really I've good. Had, yeah. If only it was warm, it would be the best. Right. I'm intrigued by the way that it's arranged in a circular Have you tried the dip spiral. as well? Yeah, it's, it's got an apple sauce so, dip, so which is very good. Do you think like, they've got like a lemon rinder? And sort of like, I don't want know. to think about what happened to the pig. But they've done something to it, make it a spiral, which um, I've not, not well, seen in pork like scratchings. A curled shaving. A curled yeah, shaving of skin. Mmm, yeah. nice. The but it works. The texture is very agreeable. <laughs> I would definitely eat those. Uh, and if, if you have two pounds to spare, and you're passing, I think it's two quid, and you're passing... Um, M&S in need of a little uh, refreshing pick-me-up and you're not a vegetarian mm. or if you are a vegetarian but you believe that skin is somehow <laughs> <laughs> not included in your right skin. Well, like, is there right skin. Is there nothing inside. I'm a vegan except for skin. <laughs> I think it is. There's that phrase of something only being skin deep. It could be that once you get beneath the skin then you're really serious about the, uh, the content of the idea. Yeah, yeah. Well you get people who only road kill and things like that, don't you? Yeah, it's, I mean it's a in a like similar way. Sort of, yeah. The skin will regrow. Yeah. You I think that's sustainable crackling <laughs> <laughs> It would be good if there was an industry for sustainable crackling. But, so. Okay, I can tell you're ready to move on to the Ooh. sweet sweet treats. So uh, I have some festive mini macaroons. Nice. Uh, you can choose, rather than try and cut them, I will let you choose. Oh, would you like thanks. the brown one? <laughs> the gold one or the uh frankincense yes <laughs> they've got a nice 
um, sort of shiny, iridescent texture to them. They have they? iridescence. They're lovely, yeah. I think they've sprayed painted them. I will let you open them Thank and you. take, take yeah. your choice. Macaroons are a relatively recent thing, aren't they? Um, in this country. It's surely they're macaron rather than macaroon. macaroon. Well, it's got a double O. I always, uh, I think of macaroons as being the sort of larger, flatter things. Yeah, like a coconut. And whereas, thing, whereas macaron as being the kind of like tiny hamburger-looking things. I, I agree with you. I, I think, think right. this this might be mislabeled. Maybe there was an entire meeting at the MNS headquarters where they decided were they going to go with the French <laughs> or were they going to use the word macaron? Like, like who is their constituency that would get offended? I bet they found at a out single O. Yeah, people say macaroon and it's wrong, and so they just changed it. Anyway, I'm trying the uh, the silvery, sort of rose goldy one. Let's see what Layla makes of this. One that looks mm. most like a hamburger. It's quite chewy, actually. I thought it was going to be crispy, but it's chewy. Mm. I like the texture very much. I'm not sure about the gold spray. Do you think it's been spray painted? Mm. They are more chewy than I, than yeah. I expect. They're quite thick, like they're chunky ma macaron. Mm. Not a very light, fluffy macaron. Mm. I'm enjoying the, it. Um, what's the thing in the middle? So maybe they've justified the that extra O by sort of saying... <laughs> macaroon! <laughs> it's like a combination of your macaroon and your macaron in the form It could be a, a double, macaron. double whammy. Yeah. Uh, so the three fillings are uh, chocolate ganache with orange, which I think is what mine was, ganache and salted caramel, and ganache and hazelnut. Mine's hazelnut, definitely. Mm. I think I have the caramel one. Mm. I enjoy that. I would definitely. That's, that's a good sign. I would definitely eat more of them. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna ramp up to Christmas with some stolen. This is quite a small packet of uh, little bits. That I don't. I can't even tell. Oh, two squares of stolen. Two stolen bites. I quite like stolen. It's quite a... Supermarkets selling stolen mm. at Christmas. That seems like a new thing to me. Yeah, relatively new. I think last few years. Um, Panettone is the big one, isn't it, as well, you see everywhere. Yeah. Panettone? 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 Panettone. Panettone is the, the colour chart thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, one of, that's one of my indicators of uh, Christmas is when you go into like the uh, Italian places and they have all the, the big Panettone yeah. boxes Carlucci. for sale. Lee, have yourself a merry little stolen. <laughs> These look good. One for you. Okay. They're quite dinky. They're not, not massive blocks of stolen, but no. a little, little right, tasty. Yeah. Mm. Moist. That's all right. I mean, it's ultimately unsatisfying. I think even if I was to eat <laughs> all of that mm. on my own, I think I would still want three more. It's quite light relative to the macaron. Okay. Nice though. We're perilously close to opening liquids. Ah. Oh, you got stuff as well. Lee's the stack expert. Well, not Christmas. Okay. Dateline December 2017. Mm. I'm just noticing some trends that I just wanted to bring to your attention in snacks. And uh, the first thing I'd like to bring to your attention is thins, mm. biscuit thins. Uh, McVitie's has uh, a couple of thins out. They are, as you imagine, a McVitie's biscuit, but thin. It's a thin biscuit. Some people, is it supposed to be more, like, taste nicer or have a nicer mouth feel? Maybe. It's like more sophisticated. Maybe it's like, maybe it's like you're the sort of person who um, has problems with portion control. Right. And you just sort of go, well, I'd like a, I'd like a chocolate biscuit, but not a whole biscuit. I yeah. really want a chocolate digestive, but I'll settle for something the size and shape of a communion wafer. <laughs> yep. Also, there is, there is an element of, um, I had this idea about like them being sort of like space biscuits. 
<laughs> like like the idea that like they are um, they are similar foodstuffs just to give the astronauts some kind of sense of normalcy. Something to eat with their space ice cream. Well, what they do is, it's like, it's like if you can imagine, biscuits, regular biscuits, would take up too much weight on a space flight. Oh, I'm with you, yes. Or like, or like the kind of like mini packets of things that they give to soldiers, you know? Yeah, part those, of your MRE, meal yeah, ready to eat. Those sort of survival thing. Yeah, yeah. But, but usually they have something which uh, evokes some kind of like familiarity yeah. as well. Okay, and so, also the suggestion that maybe if you if you rehydrate them in some water or something, they they'll, might double in size, swell to the size of a normal biscuit. Anyway, yes, uh, maybe like so. So maybe I I think of them as being like um, nostalgia for digestives from this far future, where okay. they've just kind of imagined what digestives are. Remember when we used to eat massive amounts of calories and yeah. now we don't need to, so now no. we just have this little now, taste. Now that you know, like they are kind of like the new cuisine of like biscuits maybe mm. it's like you don't actually need no. the substance just the idea just just the kind of like uh biscuit or kind of like the very element the very minimal elemental biscuit now this entire packet is 180 grams and to my eye that looks like about 30 little biscuits in this packet yes. i want to eat one lee yes would you like to have a biscuit <laughs> yes very much i would guess 50. do you think 50 biscuits Maybe Does this have a particular flavour, this, uh, this Ooh, biscuit, before yeah, I get this, my mouth around this it? This is cappuccino chocolate. This is why I asked, because I, I thought I could smell coffee. Yeah, I just wanted too. to be... Uh, so I think this is a very um, sophisticated biscuit. I think this is a biscuit for a discerning lady who might dip it in her Earl Grey. It's, it's a sort of canapé of a biscuit. Well, um, I quite like it, though. Hmm. Oh, I couldn't possibly. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wafer-thin biscuit. I'd like it more if it didn't have cappuccino in it. Well, there are, there are, there's a non-cappuccino. Mm. It's maybe quite thirsty already, so... Oh, get ready. It might have salt in. Yeah, well, we've got mm. some drinks coming up. Uh, and the other thin biscuit... Oh, these Ooh, are thin slightly differently. These are um, Oreo thins. Now, I have enjoyed these before. I was looking for a treat for my little boy. Mm. I didn't want him to have a massive biscuit. I thought a little pack of Oreos, uh, Oreo thins, is that what they're called? Yep. Oh, right. Would be the ideal, uh, the ideal setup oh, wow. while camping. And I must say, they went down very well in my in my tent. It is like an Oreo that's been rolled over by a steamroller and squashed into a tiny little thing about the size of a, a, an old ten pence. Um, it makes you feel bigger. It makes me feel bigger. <laughs> it makes me feel more important to have this tiny little biscuit that looks <laughs> like I've just... <laughs> feel posh. No, not posh. Big. Oh. makes me feel like a giant. Oh, indeed. <laughs> you are a giant. That's the what's happened there. Oh, that's good. Another odd trend, and feel free not to partake in this. Oh, he's gone back in his bag. What's this? Breakfast pouches. No. <laughs> <laughs> Disapprove very, already. A very quick. Again, very... in the sort of the, the astronaut theme, yeah. isn't it? It looks, it looks like an astronaut. In the future lunch. on the space stations, this is what breakfast will be like. I can't believe this is actually happening. So you need to describe this. <laughs> okay, this is kind of like. <laughs> God, this is not food. I have no idea what it's like inside. Oh, brilliant. But this is like a liquid packet with like a, you know, sort of a sort of spigot on the top. <laughs> if you're familiar with the Ella's Kitchen brand of uh, children's pouches, it's like that for grown-ups. But yeah, disturbingly, uh, a Quaker Oats branded <laughs> fruit and oats squeeze bag. Yeah. It's like if you don't have time in the morning for like your actual oats, why not just squeeze it into your mouth <laughs> at high pressure? Squeeze some cold oats out of a pouch. Um, 
Yeah, no, but it's 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 part it's part of our it's part of our utilitarian um, spaceship future, where you know this is what your breakfast is now. Okay. For people who don't have a stomach, you know, they just kind of put a pipe into that and then put it into their stomach. It's like a drip bag, that's what it is. Because I don't have one of those connected to me, and because I definitely have a cold, and I don't want to give it to you. Yes. I'm going to hold out a spoon, Lee, oh, yeah. and I'm going to let you squeeze some fruit oat. Food paste. <laughs> food paste. <laughs> from your bag. Future food paste. Oh my goodness, into my spoon, please. Eat your lunch paste now. Oh okay, now normally, <laughs> no! <laughs> normally, of course, you wouldn't see the extrusion. <laughs> But it is concerning <laughs> in the extreme. Oh no, it's oh. falling off. Oh my god. Lee's, Lee's got that oh, there. Oh, yeah. no. I'm gonna just, just pop that straight oh. in. Well good for you, Rue. Okay, that's easy to hate. Is it? Yeah, there's something about the I texture. It. I don't, I don't it's gelatinous. Yeah. Um I think because it's got oats in it. It's gelatinous and um Anything, actually. Yeah, it tastes fruity. I'll no. give it that. It's sweet, but the problem for me would be the texture. It's definitely got that semolina thing what, going on. Like, what, what do they think they're solving? It does say to go on it, as if um, people who it's are too, too, it's so too busy, busy for breakfast. You Trouble is, with porridge, you want it to be hot and well, you want yeah. it to be enjoyable. I this mean, is neither. I mean, Weetabix tried this. Um, I mean, maybe a Milk year shake. ago, they had some kind of like. Blended Weetabix in a in a in a like a little plastic bottle. I've seen Weetabix milkshake and it was okay. Right. It did have a bit of this problem that it was slightly too lumpy and gloopy for its own good. But this this has it much worse, and I will not be buying these. I'm glad you bought it because it's kind of hilarious, but it's <laughs> not good. And they should be really really ashamed of themselves for trying to sell this to people. So, yeah. It, it, I mean. <laughs> I think what people, one of the things people like about oats is the texture. It's not just like, oh yeah, get, get that shit pureed up. It's <laughs> <laughs> so wrong. It's palate cleanser time. The Christmas pudding smoothie. It's oh the M&S Christmas pudding smoothie. I can't like the sound of it. Now, this is the entire reason that I bought you some cups, so that I can pour you some Christmas pudding, pudding smoothie. I'm going to give it a good shake. I would like you to open it, yes please, Lee. Please pour us some Christmas pudding smoothie and uh is it, is it a marks and spencer's own thing it yeah. is it's an m s uh, and i've heard bad things about it <laughs> so you may not want too much in your cup thank you, you it. so now, it looks a bit like what yeah you know those m s one person smoothies that you might get with your lunch but it's um it's definitely bit, one person, smoothie? Uh, one person oh, like okay. one portion but it's very much a um it's very beige with little speckles in it christmas themed uh, let's mm, see if we can smells nice actually there is a distinct a distinct Christmas pudding flavour. It does smell of a Christmas pudding. Maybe yeah. more like a mince pie like, than Christmas pudding. It's like the texture yogurt of tea. like <coughs> slightly Ooh. creamy milk. Yeah, it's like a yogurt yogurt smoothie. Yeah. Um, with a sort of raisin, rum and raisiny yeah. tang to it. Raisiny, um, cinnamony kind of thing going on. It's okay. I mean, it's it's not evoking the Christmas festive spirit in me again because it's cold. Cold right. things yeah. cannot be Christmas. I'd like to try it warm. I would like to try it warm. Hmm. Yes. Should have done that. Oh. <laughs> Let's find out. Maybe Tate has a microwave. Well, the serving suggestion is serve chilled, so. Oh. You know. Yeah, I'm not um, sure I agree with it. No. Okay, so. Uh, to Your concept of warm smoothies is. My curdle, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> now, I'll let you open this one, Layla. Just purely because I knew that was going to be pretty, pretty terrible. Uh, yeah. I bought a, the smallest mm. bottle of fizzy thing that I could find. Amazing. It's a lovely. Um, pink-topped uh, miniature bottle of rosé. But a fizzy rosé, which mm. is surely the best type. Is that a screw cap that's designed to look like a, a cork? It is. 
Oh, sorry, Lee. Yeah, he gets a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'll, I'll top it. I judged that very poorly. It's fine. Lola oh, gets all of it. So, um, it's, ooh, it's quite sharp after the Christmas pudding smoothie. Very sharp. Yeah, kind of nicely. It's a vino spumante, extra dry rose. It's the MS own brand one. Uh, it's all right. I mean, if you yeah. absolutely had to have some rose, rose <laughs> with your Christmas what? lunch, I, I imagine it as being like emergency rose. What, what made you choose rose, Brew? <laughs> I thought it was a safer bet. Okay. I thought their uh, prosecco was probably grim. It's extra dry as well. And I thought their their uh, cava was probably nearly as bad. Right. And I didn't want to spend eight pounds on twenty centiliters of proper champagne. Yeah. Uh, but I figured that you know it was worth toasting uh, a. A Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to yeah. us and our listeners. So I thought I'd get something something tasty. Cheers. 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 Merry Christmas Cheers. and a Happy New Year. Also, uh, Happy Easter. Are <laughs> 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 you enjoying your summer? One more sweet treat and then we can wrap up snack time. Uh, I've, I bought from M&S. Um, you know they do the, the tubs, the big, big mm, uh, plastic uh-huh. tubs of yeah. treats. The only Christmas festive one I could find was the Snowy Road Mini Bites. So, obviously, like Rocky Road, but Snowy Road. So I'm hoping that we're going to see some white chocolate in here. But I partly bought it because the decoration on the outside is a, a, a lit Christmas tree and a bear carrying Christmas presents to the Christmas tree with a, uh, like a teddy bear, wearing a, um, a blue anorak and a red hat. And if he's not supposed to be Paddington Bear, then I'd be very surprised. But there's no word Paddington on here I think oh, they might be well, they might look, be trying it on Paddington doesn't have a different uh, a different cov- uh, coloured nu- nu- nuzzle is that right? N- muzzle nose is nuzzly muzzle what do you call the muzzle. I think muzzle yeah, yeah. The, the, the face bit I mean it's shameless but really are, I mean Marks and Spencers are doing a lot of Paddington stuff this year like they had all Paddington things in the window in the Sheffield oh, one maybe it's, it's officially sanctioned but, but you, wouldn't, you wouldn't know it it's a real grey area, actually. <laughs> if you've got a bear, that's bear okay. If you put a bear yeah. in a red hat and a blue anorak sure. with toggles, is that okay? Yes. At what point does it become... Also, it's not as if Paddington's known for having, like, Rice crispy bite things, is it? It's, it's, it's not, a marmalade sandwich. There are, there's no marmalade it's, in them, um, as far as I can tell. Thank you. These look really good, actually. The, it, I like also how on the bear it says, serving suggestion. He's, like, <laughs> carrying all these presents. <laughs> this is how you should serve. <laughs> um, so is this white chocolate or is this yoghurt? Because if it's yoghurt, I'm going to be very disappointed. White rocky road. Yeah. Mm. A a uh, a snowy road, as it snowy were. Snowy road. I think it's white chocolate. Good. Um, Let's get into one of those. But do help yourself because I'm not really taking those mm. to my uh, event tonight. Yeah, it's got um, marshmallows and raisins. Yogurt flavored coating. Uh, yogurt flavored coating is second best, I think. Mm, they're okay. I think it's um very heavy on the uh, rice krispies. Yeah. Or crisped rice, I think we should probably say. Uh, heavy on the yogurt. If you're looking for a, a proper kind of white rocky road experience, I think you're going to look elsewhere. This is probably trying to be a bit too healthy for its own good. It does taste very sweet though at the same time. I find it a little bit too cloying for my taste. <laughs> mm. Is that the last food that you have? Um, we well, we have mince pies. Yeah, let's do, let's do presents. Let's, let's move swiftly on. Which is wrapped presents. Uh, yeah, of course. Happy um, Christmas. Uh, sorry about the glitter. It's all over my house and I wasn't wow. ready for just how um, oh, loose it was Now I'm going to end up eating a load of glitter. Thank you very much. Yeah, you'll never get rid of all this glitter. At least for opening now. Yeah, please do. Thank yeah. you very much. They right. are sort of, um, stop now, I grew up with a, a little brother 
and I always knew when we had a package that was the same size and shape, we had to open them simultaneously. Yeah. Because that's... They're not identical, though. very exciting. I've got a a Wonder Woman Pez dispenser, and I really like it. <laughs> What's in your Super one? Supergirl. <gasps> I know that Lee likes Supergirl, but hates Wonder Woman. <laughs> <laughs> and Rue knows what Wonder Woman is, I and thought, has never heard of Supergirl. I thought Rue would probably like Wonder Woman. I do, I do like it very much. I especially like the glitter all over my legs. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, free glitter. So oh, that's lovely. Thank you very much. I don't I, know if you want to try it. I don't know. I mean, I imagine all Pez taste the same. Although maybe they're different flavors. I haven't had Pez for many years. Green, I possibly so. haven't had Pez for 30 <laughs> years, Layla. I would love to have one now. I'm going to open up my bag because You've I've got. got different flavors. That's quite interesting. Yeah, very and good. They're actually yep. part of a whole series, which Asda has, by the way, all of them, of um, superhero girls. DC. DC branded. It's very good, DC, thank you. Yeah, just DC, that's that's very kind of you. Um, my presents are not from me, they're from Carl, aka Carlos, aka that other Carl. Oh. Do you remember yeah. several years ago he made you, uh, us, and you, you ended up keeping it, a Spectrum Phone. design Nokia. fiction, Spectrum crossed with Nokia? Yes. Uh, well, you remember saying, I hope I can find a charger for that. Guess what he sent in the post oh, wow. a year and a half ago. Oh, thanks, Carl. That's that's lovely. Sorry, um, it took a while to get to you. That I'll was charge it up and use it as my regular phone. Totally my fault, not his. And and Sorry. he also sent in the post uh, this little uh, keyboard. He actually sent two, but I'm keeping one. Uh, or rather, Oliver has has already yeah. uh, already kept one. But I'm going to give this one to Lee. Um, this is a um, a little piano keyboard. <laughs> what is it? It's supposed to make noise. Oh, it does make noise. It's very nice. Did he and make it? I don't think Carlos. he made it. I think he may have found it. It it's very be, nice. No, what's the story with this then? Why I, I don't know. He sent it, sent it to he us. He must have made it. Do you think he would have made that? Yeah, he's quite... I mean, he's a very creative man. He's very creative. Carlos, let us know, um, and we'll we'll tweet uh, pictures and um, explanations of what the story is with this. What's the story, our kid? <clears throat> it's like a little tiny plastic sort of watch battery-powered keyboard. Not, li- not that little, it's quite light, and it's got stickers on each of the notes, different colours. So you could write out Twinkle Twinkle Little Star as numbers, and oh. then you'd be able to play it. Uh, you press the, the bottom bit where the keys are, not, not the top bit where oh. <laughs> If only LJ Rich were here or somebody could actually play the She'd piano. playing a symphony on it immediately. She'd be amazing. I don't know if they will work. Does that work? Is it your, oh, yeah. is it your nails? <laughs> it is it your fingers. extensive nails? There is this typing problem that I have. There thank, you go. It's thank you very free. much, Carlos. Okay. Thank you. As is becoming traditional, uh, second year in a row, we asked our listeners whether they have any questions for us. Uh, we, we had a few responses. Wilfred Knievel, uh, aka at Wilfred Knievel on Twitter, asks, What mince pies should I be eating? Now, I remember many years ago we had a, a mince pie comparison session on Shiffer and Stop, but have you, have you got like a go to mince pie? Is it one of, your, um, one of your festive five a day? I'm not very into mince pies. I don't, I'm not crazy about the pastry, um, the pastry situation. I really? I don't really like pastry. That it's not, much. Your, not your thing? Not really, no. What about you, Lee? Have you got a good mince pie? I, I actually went to uh, look for uh, some more crazy mince pies and I couldn't find them. I should, I should have, I meant to go to uh, M&S or, or something. I, the one I was going to recommend is the M&S fondant mince pie. Right. has a white fondant icing top. So instead of having a, a pastry lid, this might go down well in your life. Like a Bakewell tart? Like a Bakewell tart. That's nice. Yeah. Where would you say M&S? M&S. Look for it. It's I it's very luxurious. Certainly, I saw some Tesco ones with icing tops. It's a, it's a thing this year. Uh, Alex, aka at Massive Change One, asks, "What podcast should we listen to while waiting for the next shift run stop?" He said, rather optimistically. Um, well, I'm listening to. <laughs> I'm quite interested in business and finance. Clearly. So, so I listen to. Um, 
Financial Times podcast, which is quite fun, and um, one called This Is Money, which is really good if you're interested in anything to do with just understanding what's going on with the budget and house prices. And they've just got loads of really interesting opinions, and sometimes they're a bit controversial and out there, but they just say them anyway, and then they do an article on their This Is Money website, and it gets loads of hate, because all the readers are like, that's a terrible idea, that that thing you want to do with stamp duty. But they, they're just really brave, and they're really knowledgeable, and it's it's really good fun as well to listen to. Well, that sounds uh, good. So I've been listening to The yeah. Economist for a while as a podcast. Oh, yeah. They, they give away some of their articles as a free podcast, but... Um, yeah. yeah, this sounds more, it's a fun. Bit more edgy. And yeah, it's a li- little bit, I wouldn't say it's massively edgy, but it's um, it's much more fun than you'd expect. And they also do a thing called Big Money Questions, where they'll just address a certain thing, like say, what's the difference between this kind of investing and this kind of investing? And they'll just interview an expert for half an hour, and then that'll go up the next week. And it's really mm. regular, sounds and re- it's really well produced, yeah, really good quality. So I love that one. But it's not anything like your fun stop, so I don't know. Well, it is a little bit in terms of the spirit of it, I suppose, the general vibe. Eating mince pies in, uh, yeah. in the turbine hall for example. They did, I think they did an easter egg <laughs> test or something earlier this year so it was a little bit like shift on stop. Um, what about you? Who are you listening to? Uh, at the moment I'm listening to uh, Reply All. Uh, it took me ages to get into it and everyone I'm sure listening to this has been listening to it for a long time right. but it's quite a good kind of internet culture help you stay in touch with what's going on in internet land. Yeah. So all the, all the dankest memes Right. That'll help you stay in touch with them. It's quite good fun. It's been going for a while, and I like the voices of the people who present it, and mm-hmm. uh, it makes me laugh, which is quite a good thing. Uh, presumably, you listen to Reply All, Lee. I've never heard. Never of heard it. of it. Wow! I thought this would have been your one of your staples. Have you got any <laughs> other than Shifra? <laughs> <laughs> um, other than Shifra Stop, is there anything you've been to? listening to? Adam Buxton's podcast. He's very funny. I do like the repetitive nature of, of the jingles used. It's pretty good. I'm 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 a bit like um like a child watching Teletubbies when yeah. it comes to Adam Buxton jingles. I've been listening to the boys from My Brother, My Brother and Me, the McElroy Brothers. They have a podcast that they've spun off uh, called The Adventure Zone, where they play Dungeons and Dragons and similar games. Uh, and it annoys me very much because we nearly did that about seven years ago. Uh, we got very close to recording doing ourselves a live doing D&D live D and D, yeah. Mm. Uh, and I realise now how much effort it would be to do it properly. So yeah. much respect to people who are doing it now and uh, have making you it work. Seen them on Twitch. Uh, I've never seen them on Twitch, but I would like to see live them. They're videos, funny lads. Live? No, I mean uh, live D and D on Twitch. Oh no, I never have. Deep in the uh, deep in the sub menus of mm. Twitch, you'll find uh, people doing live D and D video broadcasts. I, I mean. You have to be very, very good to make your D&D game enjoyable to somebody who's not playing your D&D game, I suspect. Well, this is, this is your theory, but... <laughs> I, I'm going to stay I with it for say, a while. I would say that there's, uh, there's an entire industry of streaming video that like, belays that. You don't have to be solid gold. You just have to be not annoying enough for someone to switch over. To be good enough to have on in the background. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. Okay, well, maybe we should try it. <laughs> maybe that's our, that's our next year. Okay, next question. Massive Change One also asks, "What did Layla think of the new Red Dwarf?" Who is this person? Alex. Why does he know my name? Alex, aka Massive Change One. Presumably, <laughs> he's sorry. been listening Hi, Alex. to. Uh, I don't recognise your Shifran Stop. I don't have um, Shifran Stop Twitter on my phone anymore, so I've lost track of our fans. I tried to sign um, in on my new phone. I have the new fancy iPhone X, and I know the password is very oh. offensive, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, I remember what it has been. I remember what it's I about. It I can't is. remember what it is. Okay, I'll, I'll send it to you, and we'll see if it's still the same one. Um, have I? Very no, offensive. I have if it ever gets out, oh. we're in big trouble. Yeah. So Alex, uh, aka Massive Change One, asks, mm. what did Layla think of the new Red Dwarf? Well, th- thanks for the personally directed question, Alex. That's yeah. very kind. Alex doesn't care what I think. Uh, of the no, new Red Dwarf. why would he? Uh, you, yeah, you don't even. You, 
do you even Red Dwarf? Um, no, I actually saying that I have not seen the new series and I've, it's kind of um, passed me by so far because I've been watching several other things and desperately trying to finish them in a completest way before I start the Red Dwarf. What have you been watching? Um, mostly, slightly embarrassingly, I've been watching Soldier Soldier from the beginning. Wow. 90s soap, Soldier Soldier. Which made the careers of? Uh, Robson and Jerome. Of course it did. Yeah, and they haven't been in for a few episodes because wow. they've just done their hit, I think. I'm up to about 1995. So they're busy so they're, touring they're off in your getting, timeline. being famous. Yeah, wow, yeah, that's yeah. amazing. So it's really interesting. And it's interesting in a, in a sort of um, fashions way as well because I'll be looking at their hairstyles and things and thinking, oh, I remember that. Yeah, this I was the 90s. Sort of yeah, yeah. So in the US we had Friends and in the UK we had Soldier Soldier. We had Soldier Soldier. It's, the thing that I didn't remember about it or appreciate at the time was that it is all about women like it's written by women yeah. it's um loads of the storylines are about the wives and their children uh, most of them actually and the, when the men are in it they're usually talking about the women and well, it's incredibly well this is the same rare. as birds of a feather <laughs> it's, it's basically sense. instead of prisons I think people it's know that birds of a feather is about the women yes i see what you mean <laughs> yes yeah they do go and they do prison visits but i, I find it interesting because because it's mostly written by women so every time you get the soldiers are talking they're like oh i really miss nancy or right. <laughs> it's like why well, you wouldn't be saying that you wouldn't i really um, miss nancy but like oh you know what can i do i've got a problem with donna at home like, no, no that's not that's how men talk no that's what i thought but i like to live in this fantasy world that's where incredible. men just talk about their relationships all the time it's really sweet and it's it's occasionally quite exciting and violent and things so when you as well. said you've There's been you've been binging on things yeah. i was pretty sure you were going to say stranger things oh no 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 go way back to the 90s <laughs> so for us retro isn't things that that uh, <laughs> bring back the, the feelings of our childhoods it's actually yeah, the, the things the you enjoyed things. in your childhood but also um i tweeted about soldier soldier fairly recently and our listener jess hi jess if you're jess. listening um, who was a soldier and is now an ambulance driver, quite coolly. She did a tweet replying to it saying, I watched one episode of that and I was so confused. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I, I bet you were. It's probably nothing like reality. Um, so, Alex, I hope that answers your question uh, regarding... Yes, yeah, sorry, I have not watched Red Dwarf because I've been watching Soldier Soldier instead. I but saw I one episode of the new series and I found it to be not as good as the oh, previous series, shame. but still kind of as good as the first four or five series of the, okay. the original right. one. You know, kind of at yeah. that level. Yeah. Maybe it was like a sort of series five kind of good. Okay, right. <laughs> Rather than a series one or two kind of good. Okay, one last question from the listeners. Neil Hopkins, mm. a.k.a. at Thermosatsuma, says, if you had to pick an apocalypse, if you had to, would you choose zombie, AI, or good old-fashioned nuclear? I wouldn't choose nuclear, because it's just horrific. Um, but pretty quick, potentially. Well, n- not necessarily. It could go on for decades before it, well, your teeth fall out and you're the only survivor. And um, Zombie, I, d- I can't take seriously, because it's just, it's just fantasy. Well, it What's depends. What's the other one? AI. AI. Yeah. So with zombies, I think you've got two basic types of zombies. You've got your walkers mm. and your runners. Yeah. Uh, the walkers, I think, scare me slightly more although the runners obviously would pose probably the, the greater threat. Right. If they're just stumbling around, you can walk around them. Yeah. But if they're running at you, then that feels a bit more Walking Dead rather than Shaun of the Dead, if yeah. you see what I mean. Yeah. Well, no, in fact, in Shaun of the Dead, maybe you get remember. both. Do you remember Shaun of the Dead? Yeah. I don't remember them running in Shaun of the Dead. Stumbling. 
Sure. I remember that uh, Are you Simon... confusing them with 28 Days Later? Could be. Simon Pegg has some strong feelings about running versus walking yeah. zombies, so he probably did have them walking. He probably had them doing the specific uh, thing that felt... Yeah, I think it was important that they walked for him. Uh, yeah, I, I, I It's an know. important thing to have a strong opinion about. Yeah, you yeah, need to care, exactly. right? Especially if you're, if you're in, the, in the genre, you're making those films. Absolutely. So, so which would you choose, Rue? Would you choose zombies, then, out of those three? Would you choose uh, nuclear because you think you'd be wiped out immediately? Yeah, I mean, I like the idea that it could be quick if you were at the epicenter yeah. if you were at ground zero of a nuclear blast you wouldn't really know it was happening which would be quite good but I, I take your point that maybe mm-hmm. you're not at the epicenter maybe you're you're uh, living with the consequences also as someone who grew up on the Terminator films I kind of uh, imagine that the AI apocalypse and nuclear apocalypse yeah. are the same thing yeah. oh overlap yeah that's the thing what does an AI apocalypse mean what's meant by that there's too, uh, there's too much to this question I'm sorry we need a whole other episode <laughs> to it's deeper this. we need you in we need you in uh, <laughs> here right now uh, and I think that's it for listening questions this year. So, um, yeah, do uh, do let us know during the year, uh, between now and the next time we speak to you, if there's everything we can help you with. I'm just going to say now yeah. that we should try and record another one before um, at least 13 months is, goes past. Well, we enjoyed this so much last time we did it that we, yeah. we, we said that's exactly what we would do. And I, I, I believed it at the time. to get you together and no one's ever available. Oh, Layla. Anyway. We'll try harder. Christmas quiz. Christmas quiz. Christmas quiz. And then we can put in the background, we can put some bells jingling. And it's black and white quiz. Yeah. (laughs) Is it a racist quiz? It's not (laughs) not a quiz about different colours of people. Yeah, I've got a Christmas quiz and um, it's sort of film and TV themed and it's a little bit sci-fi and action film themed and comedy as well. So things that listeners might know. While While you're listening to this quiz, you may wish to pause the question after I've asked it and take a moment to write down your answer yes and be confident in your answer yes and not allow your subconscious to fool you that you knew the answer really when you didn't actually exactly and there's (laughs) something i'm always guilty of oh yeah i knew that yeah exactly it's funny isn't it and it's quite interactive and there's no prizes or anything really um but um well we've got some some uh we've got some you know leftovers (laughs) (laughs) some bits so first question which singer starred in 2010 Doctor Who Christmas special A Christmas Carol I think Lee probably knows wait uh, no Ah. was it Kylie am I getting it confused with Kylie was in a Doctor Who Christmas special I think it was the last one I saw I'm pretty sure that was Kylie but that was a while ago Um, no I don't know 2010 was it a uh, was it a male singer or a female singer about the last time I watched Doctor Who which is the only reason I know it's a female a female singer a a, a lady singer a woman (laughs) singer who was famous seven years ago is she still famous now she is yeah is is she more likely to have done it this year or less likely if they, if they had her again maybe a bit less likely but I don't know I don't know I haven't been following her career she is very famous I'm going to say Martine McCutcheon. Oh, it's quite a good guess, though, but no. It's quite specific. It's actually Catherine Jenkins. 
Do you remember that one? No. They wrote a, a special song. She's yeah, she's a Welsh, very glamorous blonde lady, and she they wrote a special song for her, and she was sort of an angel or something in the Christmas special. Um, anyway, I feel like I'm inhabiting a world where large sections of it don't, for some reason, come across my desk. I need to I need to be aware of these when things. When you're told about things that are famous, and you're like, I have really? literally never heard of. <laughs> it was a while ago. Um, well, I feel better now because I'm now even less connected to mainstream media, so I've got. Okay, yeah, you, you might get some of the more niche uh, questions. So, who plays the ghost of Christmas presents in the Muppet Christmas Carol? I have a clarifying question. Yeah. Is it a Muppet? It is not a Muppet. What? I was going to guess mostly Muppets for that uh, <laughs> that question. No, I have seen Christmas the Muppets Christmas Carol. Carol, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Ghost of Christmas present. I can't remember. Now there's about. Is it Tim Curry? I quite like how badly you're both doing on this quiz. No, it's uh, it's kind of a trick question. It's a it's a fantasy figure. Fantasy Ghost figure. of Christmas Present. Is it Hulk Hogan? It's a joke on the name Christmas Present. Christmas present. Gift. <laughs> Is it Hulk Hogan? <laughs> He's real. <laughs> <laughs> He's not real. He's a character. I I made a better clue, a deeper clue. It's Santa. I'll just tell you. Oh, that's clever name. because present. Oh. I should have got that. That's that was a good clue. I liked it. Okay, good. John McClane from John Die Hard. Now I have a gun. <laughs> I, did, I didn't put any Die Hard questions no, in this one because no. we did it, I think, last time we did the quiz, we so we had a did. Die Hard question. Okay, well, um, we're, we're not for two so far. All right. Okay, three. let's try and get some points. Not for three. <laughs> no, so, no, three now. Okay, um, question three. In the Blackadder Christmas Carol, sorry, Blackadder's Christmas Carol, it's called, who plays the spirit of Christmas? If you get this one. If I've seen quite a lot of Blackadder, but I don't think I've seen the Christmas Carol. Oh. If you remember any anyone from it, it's probably that person. Uh, is it Stephen Fry? No, no, I mean from. Well, you haven't seen the Christmas. <laughs> is it Hugh Laurie? No. Is it? It's, I think he's only in that one. That's what I mean. If you remember anything from the Christmas one, but you won't. Is it Brian to. Blessed? No, very close though. Very right close sort to Brian of Blessed. thing. It's it's Robbie Coltrane. Really? With a big beard. Yeah. I'm trying to think whether Christmas. he was in any other Blackadders. Maybe not. I don't know if he was. I don't think he was. Listeners might know. Mm. IMDB right might in. know four alright uh, here's one for Lee, for Lee I think in Batman Returns who is known as Gotham's Santa Claus you can have the actor or the character is it Christopher Walken playing Max Shrek yes that is very impressive <laughs> Finally. now we've yes. we've got into a I vein of knowledge there very good okay there are a couple more in that sort of area oh, Lee knows his comic books where and was and comic book movies as well sorry question no, after, five after you Lola <laughs> question five <laughs> Question five. Where was, uh, what studio was heartwarming Christmas tale The Shining filmed at? Was it filmed in England? It was, but that's not really a studio. No, but I'm <laughs> getting there. Is it, was it filmed at Pinewood? No. The other one, whatever that other one's called. The, the uh, clue is, it's also where Strictly Come Dancing is filmed. <gasps> Well, I thought that had moved to Elstree. Yeah, it's Elstree Studios. Where you used to live. Where I used to live, I know. <laughs> used to live oh, in Elstree. Well, the, the story... Yeah, well, the story is that um, when they filmed The Shining in Elstree, there was fake snow all down the... It was the middle of summer and there was snow all down the high street in There Elstree would have had to be a lot of fake snow if it was the middle of summer. Wow, that's beautiful. So, Christmassy question for you. Very good. Um, so, question six. In often overlooked Christmas movie Iron Man 3... <laughs> <laughs> Tony Stark finds the spirit of genu- generosity via his own ghost of Christmas past and unlikely friendship with a small boy. But what is Pepper Potts' job title in this film? Oh, I Hold think on. I know. 
I believe. No, I'm going to guess this before Lee does because Lee almost certainly knows this. No, in in Iron Man 1, uh, she was his assistant, so she would have been like a PA or executive assistant or something. I think by Iron Man 2 or 3, isn't she like the CEO of Stark Industries or something? Lee definitely knows. I think she's CEO in part three, yes. So we think, the the boys on this end of the table think that it's CEO, you dreadful sexists who thought that it was anything else. I believe it is vice president, that's what I saw. VP, you think? So I think it's VP, vice president. Um, Do you think he maybe maintained control and and, uh, she had a VP role? Because I thought that he became... Uh, her underling in, in uh, that but I, I have in one of them he'd given yes. up his position and she took over so yeah, I can't but maybe he didn't uh, give absolute control maybe, maybe he kept she, her in a maybe, she, maybe this was a different part of the film maybe she even got promoted so maybe we're both right I liked the way. form of the question though thank you I liked, I liked the specificity of it, it. <laughs> it was very good. surely you can just name any Shane Black movie and say it's Christmas it's a Christmas movie well we'll see what we've got <laughs> more Shane <laughs> Black questions <laughs> <laughs> let's hope what's the Christmassy name of the selector of the children in modern day Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, The Hunger Games. The selector of the children, as in the person who yeah. um, picks the picks the, p- picks the balls out of the bowl or whatever whatever what, mechanism yes. they use for the. Yes. What's their Christmassy name? <laughs> Is it genuinely a Christmassy name? It's quite Christmassy. Is it? No, I nearly had it. It's a it's a major character in The Hunger Games. Listeners are shouting it out right now. Is the character a man or a woman? It's a man. Hmm. A very famous actor. Because I thought it might have been the woman who turns up and goes to the various... Uh, no, it's not um, Iffy or whatever her name is. Effie. Yeah. Um, well, this character is played by an actor who is in Don't Look Now. That's a big clue for you. Donald Sutherland? Yeah. And what's Donald Sutherland's character character's in name? In The Hunger Games. He's like the... Oh, yeah. Hunger Games fan. Primark? What? <laughs> I think that's right. I think he was called the Primark. He was called Primark. He's called President Snow. Wow. Oh. So, oh, these are so well themed. These are a little bit too difficult as well. Quite, um, just, it's just right. It's stretchy a bit. That's very um, good. Question eight of ten. Um, <laughs> what, <laughs> question eight. what are the three rules of keeping favourite 2017 Christmas pet the mogwai I remember some of these Mm. Um, one is that you must not feed the mogwai after midnight Mm -hmm. for fear of it becoming a gremlin is that what happens when it gets fed? I wouldn't want to say. You, okay. m- I, you might not have seen this film. Listeners, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Spoilers. <laughs> I don't want to spoil Gremlins. Yeah. One of them is don't get them wet. Don't get them wet. And something else. So one, one turns them into Gremlin, one makes them multiply. And then I think there's a third rule. There is. They don't like bright lights, but I think that might not be one of the rules. No, it's, it's bright lights, bright lights. It's you don't talk about Mogwai Club. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's, you must obey the first two rules. No, it's not. What is it? It's a good point. There are three rules, aren't there? <laughs> there are three rules remember. and you don't know what they are. I'm so sure I knew them. I thought Fucker. I wanted to write them down. It's, it's definitely don't feed them after midnight, don't get them wet. And the don't, mysterious third rule. Don't, don't, don't take them out of the box. It's something, about, it's something about OCP employees. <laughs> don't. That's a really, that is actually a... Don't a, put a baby in the corner? Me. I don't know. Three... Mogwise. I, I think it's Mogwai. I don't think it's Mogwise. Mogwise. I think it's like saying deer. Mog- Three Mogwai. deer. One deer, two Double deer. Uh, yeah, no, bright light is the other one. You're right. That's not a rule. Bright That's light a... hurts him and sunlight can kill him. That's still not a rule. That's why they live in little boxes. But is the rule don't expose them to sunlight? Yeah. <laughs> I think that 
that's fair enough. That's a, I mean, yeah. they, that's a recommendation, them, surely. I think if it kills them, yeah. I think one of the rules would be don't do that. Don't do the thing that hurts them. Don't do the thing that hurts or kills them. But, I mean, we see repeatedly <laughs> I mean, in the film... I think that's generally good advice for cat owners. <laughs> we see repeatedly in the film the uh, Mogwai is exposed to bright light and it's very cute. It's like, actually, bright light, bright light. Covers its eyes up. It's very sweet. It's a form of torture room. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> but if, if it didn't happen, we would never have seen that happen. And they're clearly breaking the rule. Although I was going to say they're clearly breaking the rule. They break all the rules. Otherwise, it would have been a really terrible film. <laughs> Can you imagine the alternate version of Gremlins where all the rules are followed? And you just see this one very cute, well-looked-after Mogwai for the entire film. That'd be great. It'd be like going? a live stream of a Mogwai in its little... Like a webcam live on the Mogwai's cage. I think that on Amazon film whatever they've called that these days mm. Amazon Prime movies uh, I think you can watch Gremlins and Gremlins too. Amazing. I think I'm going to be doing that this that's Christmas. Good. Yeah. yeah. What if it's not as good as you remember? It's not going to be as good as I remember. I watched Gremlins again quite recently and it was quite still quite good. I remember sneaking into Gremlins 2 before I was old enough to at the cinema. That's interesting because I've I, got a very seen. strong memory of watching Gremlins 1 at a friend's house when I definitely wasn't allowed to. Yeah, yeah. It was quite, at the time it was quite a scary one, wasn't Ooh, it? For yeah. children it was like, oh, I mustn't watch Gremlins. Watch that. It's very scary. Very, yeah. And I had, at the cinema, the woman um, asked for my date of birth and yeah, yeah. when I was there with my dad, I had to say uh, a year, and I started going, 1970, <laughs> and my dad went, eight, and we just went, whisked me inside the cinema. <laughs> it's the dodgiest thing ever. That's brilliant. Yeah, actually getting like, ID'd at the cinema. Anyway. But with your dad, that's good. Yeah, I mean, he obviously decided it was fine. He so. was supportive of you. Yes, he didn't say, yeah, you're not old enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so your question is coming up now, Rue. Okay, question so nine. I've got a question for Lee. In which film is the fantastically named Yolanda Squat Pump in the credits? I don't know. Chappie? I'll give you a clue. It's, it's older than that. I'll give you a clue. Um, the... Lead actor in this film is now disgraced through sexual misconduct oh, reasons. Oh, it's uh, Mad Max then. No, no, no! Another disgrace. Oh, this could take a while. All of the films <laughs> that we enjoyed have now been yeah. ruined forever. Uh, no, the, uh, the the clue there led to Kevin Spacey. Right. Which Kevin Spacey? Um, Congo. Um, I mean, this this is now going to be a process. I'm just going to go through. So, like Yolanda Scott Pump was a special effects artist of some sort in the film usual suspects and watching her name in the credits made me laugh out loud so hard <laughs> that I had to stop and write it down and I've remembered it ever since yeah, so if you're listening Yolanda Squat Pump uh, good on you hopefully you are okay final question what what now I'm not sure either you're going to get this although you might what was the dog called in last year's John Lewis ad ooh and do you remember anything about it I've seen the advert was it called Bouncer no <laughs> well, not, not far off though. It, do, it does do bouncing in the advert. He is a bouncy dog. Uh, how do we know the dog's name? It's a, it was one of their main things that they sold in John Lewis. Oh, they sold yeah, the, toy the toy of the dog. Of it. Mm, it was a character. They make characters out of all the things, don't they? That they. What breed of dog was it? It's a, it's a, boxer, a boxer. Yeah. How's your dog? <laughs> is that relevant? To the it was question? on my list of questions to ask you. <laughs> Are you? No, he's is good. Yeah, right? yeah, he's very well. Good. Yes, he's um, he's lovely. He's quite cuddly at the moment. So. Wakes me up in the night, jingling on his collar and scraping around on the floor. I think the dog was called something memorable like Bruno or Bob or something. Very, yeah, you're right in the, the B area. Tyson is a common name for big dog. It was actually Buster. Buster. Yeah, yeah it was Bruno in there somewhere, just not. 
you almost Not to the there. surface. Well, listeners, uh, compare uh, your scores with ours. I think I got about three, maybe, out of ten. I think Lee might have done slightly better. I have no idea. Actually, I think three might be generous for me. I don't think I did very well at all. I don't know. I think, you, you know, the questions were, were quite hard. I, um, I can think of people who would have got some of, like, like Sarah Dobbs, our guest on this show, would have definitely got the uh, Hunger Games one, because she's a massive Hunger Games fan. That's true. So Between them, I reckon our fans <laughs> know all of those answers. Well, I've I've thoroughly enjoyed getting back in touch with some old acquaintances. <laughs> Talking about us, or very the, much enjoyed catching up with you. Christmas Poseidon. Um, no, yes, yeah, so a lovely time. It's, it's been, been very nice. It's been very festive, and we're even covered in glitter, especially Leslie <laughs> coated in it. It's like a, it's like ruined. A, it's like a it's like a weapon almost, isn't it? It's like you give it to someone and it just. Coats. It's like that anti-theft stuff in shops. Oh, yeah, exactly. Smart water. Yeah. Smart glitter. Smart they glitter. should do it at Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Just for Christmas. <laughs> gives, gives all shoplifters a, a lovely glittery sheen. Yeah, well, we can't promise when we'll do another one, can we? Well, I think you're right, Lily. We should do them more frequently, and I would like to try. So, yeah, yeah. I'll be uh, on the lookout for opportunities. Um, and in the summer, London's really nice. I mean, it's difficult at this time of year because mm. where do you go? But in the summer, you just wander outside for a present. Yeah. Um, and if I'm ever in Sheffield, I'll let you know. Yeah, I do. Um, or Manchester or Leeds or anywhere that's within reach of Sheffield. It's pretty good. Places that I go. I'm never in any of those places. So uh, stay tuned. Um, keep us in your feed, and we'll keep uh, keep trying to make more of them. Um, yeah. And you know, see how it goes. Yeah. I, I wouldn't want to over overcommit. No, we'll, we'll try and do one in the new year though. I think. Uh, last year, at the end of our episode, we said see you in 2018, which was wrong. We meant 2017, but this year <laughs> it's actually true that we'll probably see you in 2018. Can just use that clip again. <laughs> just put that back, back <laughs> in again. Saying it twice. Oh, you know. <laughs> Merry Yuletide to all. You've been listening to Shift Run Stop, shiftrunstop.co.uk.